Hey, I'm Megan. And I'm Sharon, and welcome to The Breakup Dress. Each week, we will be delving into the fashion world, tackling the issues around fast fashion, education about sustainable fashion, and we want you to get involved as we share memories from our wardrobes. Hello, Happy New Year. Woo! Happy New Year, everyone. We hope you had a gorgeous Christmas and you have a great start to your new year. How have you been getting on, Megan? I'm very jealous about your holiday antics. Tell us I'm seeing a little bit of a glow on my skin. It is the heater in my room because I'm back in Baltic, Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I just also apologise that uh, our podcast is a week late. We had massive technical issues the night before I flew out and we couldn't resolve them. And then I obviously wasn't going to bring my my work stuff with me and then we just wasn't going to happen so unfortunately I'm sure you all missed us New Year's Day but maybe you're too I don't know feel a little fragile after the celebrations and do you know what I found the last week actually I haven't listened to any podcast because I've kind of been in, still in holiday mode whereas I'm starting back work today so my plan is then now I'll be getting back in so hopefully our final episode of series one has timed well with everyone getting back into routine yeah absolutely absolutely it just feels like I think everyone has kind of been taking their time with getting into the new year you know like not and do you know what I've talked to loads of people and they said that um last year sorry that was actually me was that you or me oh it was it was was Sarah our friend Liddy Liddy you've just interrupted our podcast and but now we know we had our phones in silence (laughs) (laughs) calling you out calling you out but um what was I going to say yeah I was talking to a few people and you know the way with things opening up in the last year it just feels like collectively amongst anyone i've been talking to people have just felt like they've crammed so much into 2022 and everyone just seemed to be exhausted and i think going into the new year everyone's like okay yeah you have to get stuff done but like take it at your own pace and just chill well i think for me personally the lead of christmas i kind of did the dog in it because i was just i there's one stage there i had four nights in a row i had uh my housemate and I went out, my friend and I went out, I met another friend, then at a wedding, and it was just like bang, bang, bang. And it was like all these different Christmas nights that I couldn't, God forbid, I'd miss them. And then I found the few Christmas days were a little bit nice and quieter. But then I obviously went away to Grand Canaria for New Year's and then that just kind of was like, just, you know yourself, all inclusive, ate loads, drank wine every day, had a few parties. It was just one of those, yeah. Career, I'd be shocked if you didn't. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. You don't go on those holidays and it's like, oh, I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. I know you have intentions of like maybe going to the gym or doing whatever, but you don't. When you're away, you're away. Oh no, I went to the gym. Oh. No, see, funny. So actually for this trip, um, I, I don't know if many people notice, but I didn't, I usually post a lot more, but I actually read, I'm almost finished two books. I finished one, uh, a book and a half, we'll say on the whole holiday. I sat by the pool most of the days, but you know what I'm like, I'm not, I can't sit still for long, but I yeah. forced myself to sit in sun loungers. Yeah. <laughs> and I, honestly, people resting on what, what's there to do in Grand Canary? And I was like, don't ask me. I was like, I spent out of the seven days, I spent like five or six of them in my hotel. I only ventured out for New Year's Eve. We ventured out for dinner one night and uh, I ventured out on a boat trip for one day and that was pretty much it. Oh my God, is that me or you? <laughs> Mine's on silent. I hear. But it did, it did buzz again. It's the group. It's the group. Um, yeah, so you know what? I think it's connected to my WhatsApp so I think I'm just going to put this on airplane mode. Sorry, oh, yeah. so antisocial throughout this. This won't happen again on airplane mode. Dun. Try to organise a girls weekend as well. It's always going to be hard. But yeah, so basically I... Um, 
kind of just yeah I had great crack over there it's a great place it was lovely to have summer su- summer sunshine winter sunshine um, I'd highly recommend it I you know I've gone skiing three times now and I have to say I'm much more of a sun lounger than a skier because I was able to just sit in the sun and to be fair like obviously I know people always say you know in Ireland we don't get enough vitamin natural vitamin D um, and I have to say getting a week in the sun like that at this time of year I would highly recommend it like I'm definitely going to get go away again next year because I just felt so relaxed and as you know I'm starting a new job this week so it was so nice just to kind of completely switch off I know I think I'm the same as you like I I would think now I can't say because I haven't been skiing I have been asked by different friend groups to go skiing this year and you know what I would absolutely love to but it's gotten to a stage where my friends are at a certain level so I'm going to be that prick that comes on the holiday and that (laughs) slows everyone down because I can't do anything so I'm like oh I really want to go but I want to go with another beginner (laughs) or you know someone that can like literally progress with me and not like feel like I'm holding loads of people back yeah, no, they won't. They won't. Don't won't wait for you. Don't worry. They leave you at ski school. I'm like, follow us up when you're ready. That's why usually happens. And I, yeah. I, that's my see. My problem is when I first went skiing. I didn't go with. I went with some uh, people that could ski. So like, oh, we'll just bring you out. And I, I should have really went into ski school and gotten all the basics and not gone on the bigger slopes until I knew what I was doing because I think I got uh, fright on my first ski trip and then it just kind of, and then obviously my second ski trip I got stuck in a blizzard. Um, and then she got down the mountain and then my last ski trip. Then I just was like, I don't know, altitude sickness, and then. I got stuck to be taken down by snowplow. <laughs> so it just, you know, I just haven't been very lucky. Um, so I think maybe I'll give it a go again some other time. But as I said, I'm I'm a sun girl all the way. I didn't think I'd ever, I thought I'd be a snow holiday person. But no, I'm definitely a sun girl. So it was, yeah, it was very good. Now I really enjoyed it. But um, well, I'm, I'm going to the same place the end of this month. So I can't wait. You will love it. You'll have such a nice time. It's just so lovely to get away and completely like, zone out my screen time was down I'm reading books I've since come home and I'm ordering a Kindle and I'm going to order an alarm clock so I can start leaving my phone out of the room because it's just yeah. I think it's trying to kind of like get away from that and I said try read at night time now especially in work nights instead of watching something because one of the nights we did actually um, get to bed early and I just read a few chapters of the book and like I was like fighting the sleep yeah no, well, that's it. I know we were saying what we we're going to do for the new year and stuff. But for me, it's like finding a consistent bedtime and sticking to mm. it because I'm a devil. Like I just, you know, it could be different every night. Um, So that's a huge thing for me. I think I'm going to look into getting an alarm. God, you've No, honestly, me, I'll, se- I'll send you the one if I get it. But come here. I know we were uh, talking about um, New Year's resolutions and stuff. So I have to say, uh, do you follow, have you heard of Matthew Hussey? Yeah, love him. The dating expert. Okay, so yes. I never really, yes, I've heard no. of him but I never really got into him. So and the guys out there as well that listen to this, listen to Matthew Hussey. Oh my God. He knows so shit. I have been, I was learning some things about him on holiday and it's like, oh, you've closed doors before new ones can open. So that's why I think I take work as well. I like, you know, handed my notice my job and then like was like, right, this is it. And then a new one came kind of when I least expected it. And I decided then on... New Year's Eve 2022 when I was having dinner I was like right that's it I'm closing any doors that were even left ajar or any doors that weren't locked and that's my plan now going forward so since I've got back I've been just listening to Matthew Hussey kind of things or reading up on him and I'm like yeah this is what I need in my life Yeah. so that's kind of part of my 2023 New Year's resolution is to keep shut those doors and keep them shut well yeah I think that that is amazing I went like what you were saying in relation to that as well you were you, you mentioned there that your screen time for christmas and you know i i hadn't set out at all that i wasn't gonna use my phone but it just so happened that i i was just so present i had such a present christmas around my family that i barely i didn't post on social media at all i just literally and you know what it was the best christmas i've had in years 
And, and was, also, you did have a new little addition to keep you preoccupied. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was so sad when he left. He's the cutest little thing. And also, I got that feckin' bug that the whole country seems to have gotten. Got it on Stephen's night. Went out. Had my first drink. And you know when you can just feel your stomach going and like you haven't seen people in years and they're like, oh, yeah. what are you doing? What are you up to? And I couldn't concentrate on any of the conversation. I was like, oh my God, I need to go before I puke everywhere. So that oh, was fairly grim. That's doing the rounds actually. I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm here with drinking. I'm drinking organic black seed oil. I'm on the vitamin D now again. I'm on the C. I'm on the CBD tablet. I am literally like, I am like a walking natural healthcare pharmacist with all the stuff I'm taking. Good for you. I have all of them. I just need to start taking them. I'm also, tr- I'm not going to say it. I'm not saying I'm doing dry January, but I'm going to make a good attempt at doing dry Monday to Friday. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a step in the right direction, especially for January. And I think, I don't know, I feel like, like I know dry January is a thing, but I feel, I don't feel like you should have to do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I think that was just after the but, yeah, just after the yeah. indulgent Christmas and New Year's. It's like, well, okay, let's rein it in now. Let's rein it in. But um, uh, what? Yeah, come, go on, sorry, go on. Come here. I meant to that, say to you, sorry, just before we went on, I actually uh, did my uh, first proper uh, event yesterday where I spoke about stuff. Tell me all about it. Yeah, it was amazing. So it was Nolo Glebon in um, the Circular in Dublin, and there were three other speakers. Um, so it was Kathy Scuffle, which is a local historian. Um, Louise O'Reilly which is she, uh, she's the CEO of, of Business to Arts and then TV presenter and producer Anna Nolan so we all spoke at the Nolan Mall last night and it was absolutely incredible um, for anyone that's listening to this after it was just such a great event and thanks all for coming and I absolutely loved it I was a little bit nervous but yeah once it was done and I had chats with everyone it was just amazing and what you speak about tell us more yeah, so it, well, it was called A Slower Look at Fashion. So basically, I just talked a little bit about my brand, talked a little bit about my, about my journey from changing my career from environmental science to fashion. And, you know, I suppose how my background has influenced the way that I see fashion now and why we should all care about where our clothes come from mm-hmm. and, you know, the cost of buying cheap fast fashion and how bad it is for our environment. So I think, yeah, a lot of people really resonated with it. And afterwards, they were like, oh, definitely going to listen to the pod. So for any of you new listeners, hello. Hello and welcome. Actually, I don't know if you saw on holidays. You probably did. But um, my brother's shirt. Yes. Actually, I meant to ask you about this. And I, I messaged you and I was like, how did you even find out that, that was the wrong one? Sorry, explain to everyone. Just so yeah. you know. So my brother Marcus um, died in 2005 in March 2005 in a car crash and his um, birthday is Valentine's Day and we for his 18th birthday which was obviously Valentine's Day he went off and bought himself this new beautiful blue shirt Marcus always was really into his clothes and his style he actually had, was quality over quantity and always it always had to be something good so he went off and I remember he bought that shirt and he was delighted with himself and then he wore it that night to his birthday dinner with all of us there all the grannies mam, dad um, aunts, uncles everything and then, um, unfortunately, 18 days later, we lost him. So we were up. You just, like when someone dies, like you only have like literally what a day in Ireland to plan the whole thing. So then we were saying, right, we need to bury him in the spot we bury him in. And we said, oh, we might as well bury him in his 18th birthday shirt because that's the shirt he bought for that night. And that was a lovely shirt. And then we were kind of going, which shirt was it? And we kind of couldn't really remember. And like it was it was four camera phones. So you kind of just had to rely on um, like actual printed out photos. So our neighbour went off thinking printed loads of photos, but one of them, they kind of came out overexposed. So it looked like he had a white shirt on. We're like, oh, like obviously it was the white shirt. So we did pull out a white shirt and buried him in that. 
And then it was only there at Christmas. Mam found the shirt and she came in and she goes, oh my God. She goes, I think we buried Marcus in the wrong shirt. And I was like, what? And then she's like, this is the shirt he wore that night, isn't it? And I was like, oh my God, that is the shirt he wore. And I was like, I'll take that. So now 18, almost 18 years later to the day, I have reworn that shirt. I love it. And it looks so good on you. Oh my God. It's so nice. It's like this kind of like soft cotton almost. And it's low. Oh, it just, I will put it on holidays. And I was like, this is just, I'm obsessed. So I'm just so happy now that I have it. So it is in absolutely pristine condition, which Marcus's clothes always wear. But like, it only got worn once by him and now 18 years later by me. And it's, you, you'd actually think it was brand new. Um, so yeah, I'm very that. excited about my new shirt. I love that. And you know what? I love that you aren't like deciding just to keep that and you know you're actually wearing it and you're yeah. you know adding that to your life and just like letting the memory carry on I love that yeah and my pop on social media got such a good response people are like oh my god that's so lovely it's so special it's so wonderful like you obviously you obviously were meant to have this shirt and I was like yeah, yeah. so I'm so happy now so I was just like it's just what I wanted and um, it's just nice now having that because I actually I don't even know if I've what where his clothes are like or what we gave like some clothes away to his friends at the time because as I said Marcus only had really good clothes so a lot of his friends got his shirts and nice coats and jackets and stuff so it was just really great to have this find because I was like oh this is something really special absolutely oh my god I love that yeah so I'm delighted with that now and um I have to say I won't lie I'm a little bit tired today I uh I had to get up early went up early, got up early to go to the gym because I'm trying to you know when you come home back from holidays you just want to hit the ground running and obviously I'm a week late with this New Year's kind of fitness buzz thing. So oh, like, I hate that. You can start <laughs> at any time. <laughs> but um, I just was like, after just all the eating, like all inclusive breakfast, lunch, dinner and so much food, I'm like, right, I need to make myself better. And now I'm That's here dangerous. and I'm like, I'm so tired. Well, all, all inclusive. inclusive. Oh my God. It's great yeah. though. Yeah. If you want to go on I holiday, just... no, if you want to go on holiday and you want to have a real, don't want to really meet people, don't want to like mix, don't want to, you know, really want to switch off and don't want to do things, the all-inclusive is great because if you get if you're in a nice enough resort, you don't need to leave, and then you can just pop out maybe the like one or two nights for dinner, or, you know maybe pop out for a walk during the day. But you can really I find zone out when you're on those trips because you get up for breakfast, and then you go and lie in the pool, and then you read, and then wait, and then lunchtime you eat, you go back on the sun lounger, and you might throw in a swim, <laughs> and then you go have dinner, and then you're like, oh, you know, sounds it's ideal. bliss. It's just I was like I could live this lifestyle. This is the lifestyle I'm meant to live. Just sunbathing, breathing, bit of swimming and eating and drinking wine. Yeah, we were talking about this. Actually, I was with the girls earlier and we were chatting and they were saying stuff about, wouldn't it be great if we just won the lotto? And I'm like, so well, lotto is always won in Ireland. Do you know, you always see yeah. such and such won a million euro in Mayo or wherever. So there's, there's lots of millionaires. Ah, I'd want more than a million now. Come on. Like, ah, yeah. You, yeah, but you know. Couldn't retire on a million. I'd need a couple million to retire. Yeah, yeah, true. But now you wouldn't, you know, a million would be a nice... Um, you know, way of getting there. <laughs> that's absolutely, that's absolutely true. Oh, I actually must have done that. Do you know what? Two people said to me today about doing the lotto and I was like, oh, I must do that. Now I'm thinking I really should have done that because that could have been a sign. Yeah. And I think you're too late. What time? Oh, no, 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 you're not too late. After this, you can run down. If you win, you have to give me half. No, I'll do it online. Oh, obviously, if I do it online, then the, the bank will see that I'm playing the lotto on the mortgage. If you go for a mortgage, I think they don't like that. Oh, God. First world problems. Jesus. See, if I win the lotto, then I can just buy a house outright and I won't have to get a mortgage. Yeah. Yeah. Where would you, where would you do it? Do what? Where would you buy? Where would you buy? If you had a million, where would you buy your house? Do you know what? Actually, at the moment, I'd buy this apartment that I'm in right now. Yeah. My apartment in the morning. And I would. It's gorgeous. And I would pump money into it and I would turn it into like the most incredible apartment ever 
that's what I would do. And then after that, then I would obviously buy a farm somewhere, my resort slash country escape. I think I'd have to have a country weekend cottage. Cottage, I'd say, be quite spacious with land. Possibly mm. near a mountain because I love hiking. I'd have the money blown in no time. I'd have to yeah, go back to work. Oh, <laughs> I was just going to say, if you're going to get a place in Dublin, the million would probably just about cover it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wouldn't, yeah it wouldn't be right. I wouldn't be going to Dublin anyways. Actually, no, I'd probably yeah. buy... See, if I wanted to have this apartment in Limerick, I realistically would want my country home to not be too far away because I don't want to have to travel across the country for it. So probably have to be somewhere in the clear coast, maybe. Yeah, yeah nice. or Strand Hill. That's far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Not for me. Right, so we've decided we're going to take a look back on, the, I was going to say the year that was, the, I guess season one, because as we've mentioned, this is our final episode in the first series and then we're going to take a few weeks break and we'll be coming back all refreshed and my tan will have worn away and Sharon's tan will have appeared. Um, mm. So we're going to look back at each, our, not, not all the episodes because we'll be here all night or all day, but we're going to look back at just some of uh, the kind of, I suppose, the, the big topics that we covered th- so far in season one. So if you've only just joined us now in the last episode this will kind of refresh or maybe bring you back to other ones or those of you that have been listening all along thank you so much um you can we'll refresh your memory so sharon you can get the ball rolling brilliant okay well we started off we thought it would be interesting just to you know chat about how we got to where we are with fashion now and like so it all started with the industrial revolution and obviously then you know before that everyone handmade their clothes and then there were sewing machines and then that grew, there was more of a demand and then fashion just became more accessible for people. And as time has went on, it has led to this fast fashion movement, which really kind of took off in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I suppose the catwalk kind of inspired trends that became quicker and quicker. And now that's why you see on the high street every, not even few weeks now, they have different styles in, don't they? Oh um, my God, so, it's constant. Yeah, yeah. So like, well, I try, I really try not going to any shops like that anymore. So I don't really see, but I know that it's just being churned out at a crazy rate. And actually, just when I was talking about my talk yesterday, because I was going through the facts again, Ireland produces 175 tonnes of waste each year. So that includes like clothing, shoes and other textile waste. And so they, uh, because I was reading a report recently from the EPA and for every Irish person, they produce 35 kilograms of waste per person. And the oh EU God. average is only 26 kilograms. Oh, imagine. Big, we cause a lot of damage over here, don't we? They're a small little we island. are obviously fucking hounds for the fast fashion. <laughs> because Jesus. I was looking at this on my jaw, I was just like, what the hell are we at? Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy. That's scary. And uh, also we... <laughs> on our first episode god we thought we were going we won't carry we thought we were actually going on a triple date but uh, yeah. Yeah. that kind of backfired yeah. you can hear all about that and <laughs> um, we also discussed in uh, um about microplastics and how basically they're in absolutely everything and so many items of clothing um contain them and obviously the more you wash them they're going back into the water into the oceans and microplastics are a huge issue when it comes to our oceans especially I think was that the episode as well that you were talking about the thing in Australia coral reef great yeah great barrier yeah. coral reef and yeah, the so damage I, of that yeah and I actually spoke about that last night as well I came into the talk but it was just like how like 50% of all the coral reefs in the world are dead now and all of that damage has been done in the last 30 years 
and it, like if we keep going the way we're going and actually it's kind of at an accelerated rate that all of them will be dead in the next 40 to 50 years and like imagine we like I suppose and, and this is actually a thing as well I suppose that we wanted to point out in the podcast like it's very well us saying this it's not actually our fault as individuals mm. and I want to stress that because I think sometimes people feel a lot of shame and they're like oh my god I, I haven't thought about what I've done but we can only do so much like like yeah. we said it's a systemic issue ultimately the power comes from the top down for a huge change to happen it needs to be addressed from that that point of view not from us but that doesn't mean that we can't make changes ourselves and that we can't be more conscious and that you know we can just know that our decisions count as well yeah no definitely absolutely as I said it kind of we kind of need to put pressure on the Z government to do something about it and yes. um, we also spoke about circular fashion which I think is really cool I think that's something that is is something that can be done and that can happen and that can create a bit of change like I think I was giving an example of um a takeaway place is like using like melting down their plastics and making like countertops and making playgrounds and um, they're turning these playgrounds into these like really long lasting um, spaces for children so that's kind of like circular fashion can do something like that too where they can start you know reusing what we already have to create more clothes and just create this better environment because as said there's already so much clothing waste out there why not put it to use absolutely yeah I just yeah things like that will happen you know it's just need to you know just put one foot in front of the other and kind of push for these things to happen and start the conversations you know exactly and then one of the really most popular i think episodes so far and one that i guess a lot of people didn't think about was vegan leather yes because obviously you know we think vegan we think healthy we think uh i don't know green plants wholesome so when you go in and you see runners that are vegan leather you think oh our our bag or something some household Mm -hmm. item you kind of automatically think oh i'll go for that because it's better but in actual fact what is vegan leather plastic yeah most of the time what a way to market it like pleather Mm. they used to be called pleather now there's it's vegan leather i was like "Mm." Mm. now they are some companies are trying to work on creating like a, a a vegan leather that actually is vegan but at the moment even some of them that um like have plastic particles in them well, that's it like it all <clears throat> the thing is it all comes down to money and for something to be truly sustainable it is not cheap because yeah. there is more effort it's naturally processed you know <clears throat> anything with plastic in it there's a reason it's been added because it brings the cost down on everything and it's cheaper for people to produce so it's just yeah. and yeah. then i suppose what happens is if they start like i was actually speaking of like I know this is off the point, but it's kind of similar. So when I was in um, the airport flying back from Gran Canaria, I went up to get um, a drink at the uh, a coffee, by the way, and they had fizzy orange there. And it was like the bottle was like, I don't know, 320. And then they had natural orange juice in the machine I could see behind me, which only takes like, what, a minute to throw a few oranges in and squeezes. And the natural orange juice was nearly six euro. So it was nearly double the price for a natural easily made drink over a fizzy sugary unhealthy drink so I was like this is an issue like this is where we need to start changing around because that oranges are like can be grown and got plentifully and then that machine does it right there so it's less hassle less work what does it tell you about our society as a whole like do you know what I mean it's just like it's just absolutely mental and it's like it's nearly the systems that are put in place like you're nearly automatically going for the processed food. You're mm-hmm. going for the fast fashion because there isn't an option. Do you know what I mean? And like, it comes down to money as well and yeah. like affordability. And it's just toxic. Yeah, and they need to, like, like that, they need to make healthier food cheaper, the cheaper mm-hmm. option. And then if we make the better materials for clothes cheaper, 
then people will go for it. Now, moving on, greenwashing, which is happening by an awful lot of high street stores and websites where they're making you believe that you are being a conscious consumer and that you're buying these really good clothes that are good for the environment and they've they're recycled materials, yada, yada, yada. But then when you actually look at the label, it might say something like 20% of this is actually recycled. So mm. that, my friends, is what greenwashing is. And again, it's, yeah. I suppose, clever marketing. Yes. So <clears throat> definitely just don't. Do you know what the best thing is? I think it's always look at the price. If something is cheap and mm-hmm. it's marketed as sustainable or conscious or whatever kind of word they put in front of it, it definitely isn't. It definitely isn't. There's Read no the label because they're yeah. actually some of them like have to by law have what you know they have to say in the label. So always, always, always check because like even it comes comes down to food too. That so is. I don't know if that's in the law yet. Like I think that it will come down the line where everything will probably have to have some kind of a barcode, and you know you'll be able to scan it, and then you'll like the whole traceability of that garment will be available. Like I think they're working towards that now, but when that's introduced, like that would be amazing because the transparency yeah, will be there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's something that has to happen. Um, moving on, though, uh, one episode then we talked about the metaverse, which like mind blowing and mind boggling. Now, we only dipped our toes into this <laughs> world. But I know it's something that I think we're probably eventually <laughs> going to have to just get into, isn't it? Well, I think I think we only have enough knowledge to really be able to dip our toes in now because it just seems like it's such a vast and like ever growing thing that we will obviously have to familiarize ourselves more with but like from you know i i think like like i think we did describe it in a way like what it is but there's obviously so much more to it my sister's uh since fiona has told me that she actually went and watched um black mirror after that and she's like holy shit like it, it actually is like that i need to get back into black mirror actually as well because i feel like that that's a re- that show kind of freaks me out because i feel like it's it has yeah, it's gonna they've got yeah, that's the thing. They, they look into the future and they seem to know exactly what's going on. Yeah, your man's oh, a genius. Better. Like, he actually is. Like, the episodes, are, they're just so well written and produced. I love it. Although, I'm like, I'm just better off not knowing what's ahead of me. Like, crystal ball. Like, no thanks. I'm like... <laughs> Fiona's like, are you well? She's watching something. She's like, what is wrong with you watching this? And I was like, well, you're watching them, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. They're really pretty, really cool. Look, that pretty much sums up season one so far. There are more, more and loads and loads of um, content and information in there. And um, as always, we're on Instagram, The Breakup Dress, and it's just loads of kind of cracking conversations about all the stuff that we, uh, we've we come across. And yeah, we just... It's just been so cool. And like some of the topics we've discussed there, as I said, we've only barely dipped our toes in. So I think as the seasons go on, we'll be getting more and more, yeah, I guess, in-depth. Sure. And, you know, as stuff happens, like there's constantly changes coming to the fashion industry as well. So we'll be bringing them as well. So there's loads and to come. I suppose as well, before we, fit, like, before we move on to the next part, what I talked about as well last night, just bringing it in, is like, I suppose what we wanted to promote with the, the podcast was the mindful aspect, mm-hmm. the mindfulness aspect of fashion, which is... I, I don't know. In my opinion, I actually think it's the most important part. Yeah, it's like the way I have that love affair with my Crocs. Yeah, yeah, gorgeous Crocs. Look, I, I'm not going to say anything. It's your look. It's it your is my look. look. And by the way, when I was on holidays, everyone's like, enough the Crocs now. No, come on. And then the day we were going on the boat, I had this beautiful Maya dress on and it was like, come on, Megan, you can't wear Crocs. And I was like, why can't I say they're actually very good for boats, boats, you know, safety, sport mode, run up and down. And then the girls like, no, no, no. So like the girls give me a fear of like um, tongs or uh, kind of flip flop things. I, well, you should see me walking them. You'd swear I was like a, a child with its first pair of shoes. 
I was falling out of them. I was tripping over. I was, I was like, these are hazardous. And I regretted all day long that I didn't have my Crocs. And then I turned around to the whole group and I was like, come on, someone, like someone think the Crocs are cool. And uh, there was one 17 year old and he was like, yeah, he goes, Crocs are cool. And I was like, see, so I got one out of 10. I'll take it, I'll take it. Do you know so, what's yeah. so funny though? They seem to have like come in, especially in the last like year or two and everyone's wearing them. And apparently it's this thing, like I've never tried them and I, I'm just not going to. But apparently when you put them on, like you do get addicted. And my sister, Laura, had a pair of Crocs that she was wearing in like 2016 or 17 when they weren't, no one was yeah. wearing them. And she wore them everywhere. She'd wear them on nights out and everything. And her friends used to slag the shit out of her. But you know, Laura, she doesn't care. Like she literally, if my sister just is the coolest girl ever, she like will put mismatch patterns together, like things that should not go together, she'll put together. But she's like the only person in the world that can make the look work. Yeah, like, she always if looks that so was cool. any of us, like we'd look absolutely driven. She just looks incredible. But one night she was out with her friends and they were like, okay, we need to get rid of these Crocs. So I don't know, <clears throat> she must have been wearing the Crocs at the time, but they took the Crocs out with them and they set them on fire. <gasps> they set her Crocs on fire! <laughs> because they were, she wore them so much, they were like, they're fucking hideous. <laughs> That's I I would be going straight into Henry Street Garden Station and I would be reporting that and I would be demanding demanding that someone goes down for that. oh my god that is yeah. if someone actually does that to me I swear to God if someone touches my Crocs or my boobies and butt hair pajama bottoms I I w- wouldn't speak to them ever again like never I actually that would that would be like no that's like no no this is why no. I will never try those things out. Ali, let's go. <laughs> okay, so my dad is an absolute magpie and as he's a builder, he's in and out of people's houses and he brings me home random things all the time. And he brings me home a bag of runners and in the bag of runners, I saw this black lit repair and a pair of uh, Nike Air Max. And I was like, deadly dad, thanks so much. But I was really busy, threw them into the room, didn't think anything more of it. This morning, getting ready to go to the <laughs> Christmas party, I thought those glittery black runners would be gorgeous to bit of put a bit of dazzle to Ooh, my outfit I love it. <laughs> and I put them on me this morning only to discover across the tongue of the runners is Alexander McQueen <gasps> I could not oh. believe it looked it up online 500 euros brand new I almost fell over rang my dad because he was in work at this stage <laughs> and I was like dad these are Alexander McQueen runners and he was laughing. I think he knew they were and has waited this like oh, two or three days <laughs> for me to actually realize what I had. Let me, let me see them. Oh, I'm so jealous. They're gorgeous. And they're, they're almost gorgeous. in perfect condition. There's a little they're, they're bit perfect. Stuffing, but that's it. Well, I wouldn't say no to Alexander McQueen. No. Very lucky, <laughs> very, very lucky. So I've actually got a good story in this and I have to say, um, now my mum has a good eye for the label so anytime we go to charity shops we always get pretty lucky like I have some amazing I have Burberry scarf I have an Oscar de la Renta scarf I have a Quinn and Donnelly trench coat like I have some lovely lovely bits but not from a charity shop but uh, I uh, one Christmas I got a gift a courier came to the door and was like oh I've got a gift to you and I was kind of going a big huge box and I was like what, what is this and then I opened it up and it was like this big black patent handbag and it was so heavy that I was like, what's inside in it? Opened it up, it was empty. It was just so big leather bag. Um, Like, I was like, I don't even know where the weight, there's so much, it's just, even mom was like, that thing's like a weapon. So I was like, what is it? I don't know what it is. And I was like looking at it, being like, no. And like, there wasn't really a label in it. And sometimes I think 
when things don't have an obvious label, you know it's something. So eventually then I started Googling so there was like a symbol on the button. And this is a good few years ago now. And lo and behold, Alexander McQueen. Brand new. Brand new. And I looked it up online and they're kind of expensive. They are quite expensive. I can just imagine. I can't believe you haven't showed this to me. Yeah, well, I actually have never used it pretty much. I just, it's so heavy and so kind of, it's like so big that it's, it's hard to know where, like you could bring it out for dinner, but it would need its own chair. And then you couldn't go into a busy pub afterwards because you'd Demanding actually like, bag. <laughs> yeah, you kind of carry around. Excuse me, excuse me. And then you couldn't leave it down. No, I don't think I don't think anyone would steal it because I don't know if they. Well, I think if someone had a keen eye for an Alexander McQueen bag, they probably would. And um, but yeah, it's I probably will either sell it on someday or trade it in for something else because it is beautiful. But I I've no use for it. So I, sure, I should be saying that it's a great bag. If you see it for sale, buy it and love it. Um, uh, can I see it, please? I'm fucking dying to see it. Yeah, but um, uh, we'll show it to you. I'll show it to you. I'll, you can you get first refusal on paying and buying it for it off me. <laughs> so that's my story. That's what I have. But yeah, it's hidden safely away somewhere safe. Um, but yeah, I think I will sell it because there's probably someone out there that would love that bag because it's pretty. It is pretty different. And now, if you especially got it a long time collector. ago, it's probably like a you know like a it could be like limited edition or it could be something now that's really valuable. You know. And it was actually before he passed away, sadly. So. It could be one of his original designs too. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't even need to do the lotto. I've got to sell my bag. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just got a cool one million for Alexander McQueen bag. Um, oh, lovely. Well, I'm just trying to think if I, I haven't been fortunate enough to find mm-hmm. an Alexander McQueen piece in a vintage shop or even, you know, have someone casually post it <laughs> to my house, you know, someday maybe. But um, I did get something that I absolutely loved and I wore to death and it was that denim uh, jacket that I got in Camden Market. Do you remember that? I, I wore it all the time. I love Camden Market. It's the coolest place ever. Honestly, and it was just one of those jackets. It was oversized. It was kind of biker denim jacket, but it was so nice on me. It was like it was made to just kind of look good on my body shape. I know that sounds weird, but you know when you just find something that yeah. is like for you. So anyway, got this, loved it. And I mean, I wore that thing to absolute death. And I was like, okay, I actually need to stop wearing this now because it, just, <laughs> it looks like I have just wore it so much. So do you remember I was doing, I think I was doing my first collection when I was in studying in Grafton. Yeah. And I made that tweed, you know, the Donegal tweed suit with the denim. Yeah. At the big sleeves. Yeah. And the kind of cuff with Green the denim. tweed, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I actually cut up my lovely vintage <gasps> jacket and made it into a suit. Wow. Yeah. So I think do you miss well, the jacket? No, do you know I do and I do miss it. But like <laughs> it like honestly, I am one of these people that I have to wear whatever I have, I wear a lot. Do you know, yeah. I don't have things that I don't wear because I just see that as a waste. So like whatever I have I wear a lot. But I um yeah, I do miss it. But I was just thinking yesterday as well when I was talking to people like um about what I do. I actually do quite a lot of upcycling, but I haven't really done it recently. So I think it's something that I'm going to look into more with my business now because, I don't know, I just think it's so fun to turn something old into something new. And I've had so many people ask me recently to make them things out of like their grandmother's jacket or, you know, make trousers out of a a relative's pair that are like two sizes too big. So I figure, you know, it's a nice thing for me to do and I love doing it for people. That's such a good idea too. But even like with yeah. the curtain closet closets, yeah, curtain yeah, yeah. corsets, like I haven't seen. Mm. Jeez, I'm really failing now. I'm going to have to... I don't know, I feel like my energy level's a little bit low. I'm still on the, I don't know, that probably the holiday blues. Um, But 
Yeah. No, I like that. I think that's a really nice idea. And I think um, I always love how people can do that because like I, you told me that was like, I wouldn't have guessed that that was that denim jacket. I just assumed it was, I don't know. I would have known it was that one. Yeah, isn't it cool? That's just a part of something that I loved. And now every time I look at that, I, I, it's just cool that an item of clothing I loved has lived on to be another yeah. piece, you know? And that's I, I think that's cool. I think that's actually such a nice thing to do. And um, just to have that as well. And then, yeah, I am trying to think now. I'm, I'm here in my head going, what have I got that I can change? So I can upcycle. But no, and here, I had but so many what? people yesterday come up to me after the talk and I think I should actually talk about it more, especially on my Instagram because I actually had people come up and they're like, I'm going to come to you now and get this done or whatever. And I'm like, that's great, do you know? And you feel no, so good. it's a good, good idea. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Because even like the custom suits and stuff, like what you did that time with Mark's mm-hmm. suit was class. So like, yeah. I think that would be cool for people to do as well. Because as you said, someone might have bought a really good suit for themselves 10, 15 years ago and like that, it mightn't suit anymore or mightn't fit anymore and it's like instead and it's probably like a good one that you know you know that kind of outfit that you know you spent a lot of money on and you're like I'm holding on to that no matter what but the fact that you can maybe change it around a bit so you're actually going to get wear out of it or maybe turn it into a piece that's more into your style now because our styles definitely change every couple Absolutely. of years yeah yeah they definitely do like you see some of the throwbacks like some of those memories come up my Facebook I'm like oh Jesus oh Jesus <laughs> to me that nobody used like we were thinking remember we were talking before do you remember like the time when we were in college and you'd go out in like ellipsy dress and it would be like a proper cocktail dress strappy saddles matching bag earrings necklace hair curled back combed or else straightened within an inch of his life with, from a, a straightener and yeah. like just it was all tan like tan so tanned like oh, two God, two so or three tanned. and it was yeah. like it really was so and fake lashes forgot them as well mm-hmm. it was we were done for the nines like where do we think we were going we were Stepford housewives oh my god jeez <laughs> we're clearly clearly worked harder to try to find a husband back then than we do now yeah, it's fun, fun times. Oh my god, did I think back? Anyways, yeah, and those lipsy dresses weren't cheap. No, no, they weren't. We had a few of them actually. They were cute, but now I look at them, I'm like, Jesus Christ. That was the era of X Factor. Was like whatever Cheryl wore, that's yeah. what everyone wanted the next time. Like that time, her style, she was seen as the style icon of the era of that era, whatever that era that was. Oh god. Like, no. oh, I think back. You'd actually stay on a Saturday night just to watch X Factor. Imagine that. Yeah, so they do that anymore. Is X Factor still on? Is that a really no, stupid I think question? It's, no, no, <laughs> it's not. I think it's making a comeback though. I think there's talks, potential talks of making a comeback. What I do know it's come back, which is relevant to your talk, is Big Brother. Um, they're bringing Big Brother back next year, which I think will be class. Amazing. Oh, oh my God. Do you um do you listen to Diary of a CEO? I love him. Oh my God. Like, I I'm not, obviously not, not in love with him, but I love his episodes. <laughs> well, yeah, he's cute too. But anyway, yeah, yeah, he had um Davina McCall on the other day oh. did you listen to that and no she, but I've no no bit of her life story and it's pretty mad wow like honestly it was such a good episode like I was just engrossed in the whole thing but she has she's campaigning now to get like you know the way that we have Love Island she's trying to yeah. pitch it in to have Love Island for older people yeah that that's, has to happen wouldn't that be like amazing and she had such a good point like you know it's great to see like young people in you know what what is the age group it's usually from what 18 to 30 and they barely they usually put in, they usually put in like 26 27 year olds and everyone like oh my god they've got an old person in there it's like oh yeah Jesus. i don't sorry i think it should be there shouldn't like going in people going in 19 saying i'm looking for the one i'm like no 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 but she had such a good point that's what i mean like how much more entertaining would it be to watch love island with like you know someone that's had like real life experience that's had a few husbands mm-hmm. that's you know changed gender 
that's decided they're going to date women, you know, a woman's going to date someone of the same sex or, you know, vice versa. Like, I think that would be so cool. I think it'd be, but even like having people in maybe their late 30s and who are kind of like, do you know what, I, did, I spent all my 20s career driven and building my career and now I actually decide I do want to meet someone and have kids. I just think it'd be, yeah, I think it'd be so much better and it has to happen. And now we've turned into a TV entertainment podcast. Yeah, Jesus, we, sh- we shite it all. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out what's going on in Emmerdale. Um, <laughs> well, we actually should wrap this up. Um, yeah. This is the end of season one. All Woo. I can say is Gurmila Mila Malgut for Gokhain Dinner that has tuned in every week to us and supported us and followed us on social media. We are at the breakup dress and just enjoy- sent in the memories, sent messages, said yes. it to us in person. Like without you listening in, we wouldn't still be here. Yeah, we love you guys and please, yeah, send us anything. We have a month now that we're just going to, you know, plan for the next season and yeah, just kind of ground ourselves and regroup a little and start those resolutions we haven't started yet. <laughs> yeah, the interesting to give an update. I hope, yeah, I think I'll have hopefully an update mine and I'll I'll have been nearly a month into my new role and you will be all sun-kissed from your holiday. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Okay, well, for, that is it, I guess. So we'll talk to you soon. Take care, Sloan. Bye.